Hello and welcome to How About Them Huskers. My name is Will Noter from Jesco, and I'm joined, as I always am, by my grandpa, Husker Dan, from Husker Max in the beautiful city of Omaha, Nebraska. Grandpa, how are you doing this fine Sunday morning here in, I mean... What are the what are the emotions like after last night? Because I, I mean, we'll we'll talk about it. Of course, that's the that's the whole purpose of today's episode is to break down Wisconsin's or with Nebraska's twenty four to seventeen loss in overtime uh, in Camp Randall to Wisconsin, dropping Huskers to five and six on the year. Uh, but what what are you feeling right now, Grandpa? What is the what's the emotions? I think you know doing a post mortem on this thing is probably not going to be do anybody any justice. I. The one thing that I think that was Nebraska's best game that they played this season. Now that's not, you know, we're not competing with Georgia or we, we took right. over wounded uh, Wisconsin team, but it was on the road. It's a conference win, but we found a quarterback. I mean, if Chubba pretty plays that well. Uh, and I, I was, I had opined that maybe he would look to transfer because he was third man on the totem pole there and didn't right. get a whole lot of playing time. Well, you know, he's nursing a, a groin injury that I think has to have surgery after the uh, uh, after the season. But he played brilliantly, and he played brilliantly the week before on his one drive. Uh, I think coaches maybe have uh, messed up on the call of that, but I thought yeah. he played brilliant. I mean, okay, his first start this year, he's been sitting on the bench. He's had he's been injured. He's had to uh, to uh, you know, be ready mentally as well as physically. And I didn't see any effects or after effects of, of a groin injury, man, that kid is fast. He's, he surprised, he surprised Husker fans too. <laughs> yeah. He, he looked like Taylor Martinez out there. Oh yeah. At times it was, I, and he was pulling away from safeties and corners. It wasn't like he was running away from a, you know, a D lineman or whatever. Yeah. He's not uh, running away from Nash Hutmatcher. Yeah. So uh, I, 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 man, I, I was very, very pleased. And we, yeah, we had one turnover, but that was a, that was like a hail Mary pass, a desperation pass uh, on fourth down uh, in overtime. Um, so I, I, I was really, I was really encouraged by that. It was nice to see. He clearly, if he plays that way, he's the best quarterback and should be number one I don't know I think he's I think that the groin injury has limited his his play thus far but yeah that's that's a big bright spot for me yeah definitely coming out of this game and and I don't think like coming out of of the last couple of games you could have there's there's a case to be made that Heinrich Harburg lost some of those games for us uh, and I don't think that there's any way that you can make a case that Chubba Purdy lost his game for us. He did everything no. for Nebraska to win. He put us up 14 to nothing after for a quarter and a half, basically. And uh, and it just came down to other factors and in, in play calling. We'll talk about the end of the regulation. Um, but I mean, he played he played lights out. I thought he played pretty well, really, really well. This is the guy that we thought we were getting two years ago from Florida State. Uh, when he transferred in and 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 now it's finally coming to fruition. It just took a lot of time and and just uh, luck, honestly, from him uh, and and from the other quarterbacks in the in the quarterback room. But um, I mean, you think he'll get the start next week? Or mm-hmm. I don't think there's any question about that. He's he's shown that uh, he's the guy, and 
unless he's, you know, unless he gets injured, those guys practice pretty hard on the, uh, uh, on the, uh, you know, in between games. So, but yeah, I fully, ex and I thought he would be the starter last night as well. I didn't see anybody else. Uh, Harburg is probably done. You know, if he doesn't have his wheels, it's not like he's a, has a Tom Brady arm and he can right. <clears throat> run or uh, pass effectively. So I don't, I, 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 Chubba, and I, I was glad to see that again. I, I hate to dwell on that, but here's a kid who just persevered. He could have left after the coaching staff left last year. Uh, he could have transferred or entered the transfer portal, could have moaned and groaned, but he stayed with it and um, very proud of him. That's, that's a, that's a good guy. That's a good player right there. Yeah. Yeah, it is. And I, I, I'm proud of him for sticking around too. And then getting, he gets his opportunity and he makes the most of it. He doesn't put too much pressure on himself and, and cycle right. himself out. And I think that's really easy to do in that situation when he knows, Hey, if I'm not performing well, they might put Harburg in next week because they're not going to play Sims because he fumbles too much and Iowa capitalizes right. on turnover. So no way. Um, And, and so just really excited for him. And and you said last week, grandpa, that this Nebraska team would be good and a good big 10 team. If we just had a, quarterback that would not make a lot of mistakes and he and Chubba doesn't really do that right. so maybe he, I think he gives us the best chance to win against Iowa it's going to be a tough task we'll talk about that later uh in in the podcast episode here but I mean I I can see a way that we can win that game it, obviously it's our last chance to get to six wins so they're going to be motivated Iowa's already clinched everything that they yeah. need uh I, I mean of course you want to win the rivalry game uh but they are not going to be as motivated as the rest going into that game. So we'll, we'll talk about that later, but um, what were your takeaways? So Nebraska goes at 14 to, to nothing. It's 14, 10 at halftime. What were you thinking? I mean, and, and we miss a field interest. Novano misses a 42 yard field goal uh, at the buzzer at the end of the half, basically. Yeah. Uh, and what were you thinking going into halftime? Were you still comfortable with how Nebraska was playing? Were you getting worried? <laughs> with Nebraska, you never get comfortable until you read about the paper the next day. You know, you just don't. I when we went up fourteen to nothing, I said, "Well, great, great start, jump start." You you kind of think, "Well, maybe this is the this is the day that Nebraska puts it all together." And we uh, we coast to a, an easy victory. And, and you consider that Wisconsin played at home last Saturday against uh, against Northwestern. Was that right? Yeah. Yeah, Northwestern, yeah. yep. And they scored only 10 points. And against us, in regulation, to be fair, they, they scored 17 points. But it, they put – Yeah. So um, that's I, – I, Mordecai was – he was good last week, uh, but I thought considering his, you know, he's playing with a broken hand. He has a, uh, I guess a, a broken bone in his throwing hand, which is incredible. I yeah. thought, of course, the the difference in the game, I believe was the offensive line for Wisconsin. They gave yes. him all day to throw and that helped their running game. Um, and that, that we couldn't get, we sacked him, I think twice, which was, yeah. You know, um, it was good, but that that we just lost the the battle of the line of scrimmage. Our defensive line could not; uh, they were handling their offensive line was handling our D line. Yeah, and I think we had like we we had five TFLs too, so it wasn't like we weren't getting a lot of penetration, but it just wasn't as much as I'm used to seeing Nebraska get. Yeah, only two sacks, as you said, um, and. 
it, it kind of just looked like the defensive line first half played really, really well, I thought, and got a lot of pressure. They they kept up consistent pressures throughout the game, I thought, but then there were times when it was like, why are we not? It didn't seem like they were the, the defense was flying down to the ball as we usually see from this Nebraska 3-3-5 defense, and they just weren't making plays that we would normally seen them make and it was right. weird uh to, weird to see this tackles that was that was kind of disheartening to see that yeah yeah and I, i'm sure tony white's talking to them about that this week and um but uh talking about the defensive side of the ball who who is your defensive player of the game here for nebraska in a game that i mean really also i would like to say we did basically predict the score right because if you not talking about overtime we said 17 14 something like that for for yeah. this game we finally got one right so uh and then of course overtime so we'll we'll take it what's well, a mini win um but defensive side of the ball here grandpa who would be your player of the game for for the huskers well net net uh or nash excuse me not net nash hutmacher or hot macker i don't know how they pronounce it i'm gonna say hutmacher was a force in the middle. He he caused their their uh, center, their offensive center, to uh, he screwed up his 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 head, gotten his head, and that was awesome. They they threw mm-hmm. off the timing of their whole offense, and his snaps were high and low sometimes. And I think Nash gets my vote for defensive player of the game. Yeah, I like. I I thought he played pretty well as 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 well. For me, I'd say Marquez Buford. Uh, he was just everywhere for Nebraska. He made ten tackles, one and a half tackles yeah, for loss, yeah. and yep. and just played really really well. I thought it was probably his best game of the year. Um, and he's a uh, he'll be him. He might be back next year. We'll see. Um, because he he's a junior, so I don't know if he'll leave for the NFL, but we'll see here. Um, but he just played really well. I thought and. Uh, and really just shut down a lot of what Wisconsin was trying to do with the running game for a bit. And then uh, of course they just decided to run away from him. Cause that's what you do. Cause there's, cause uh, Luke fickle smart, but um, offensively, who would you say is your player of the game here on offense grandpa? Oh, clearly Chuba. Chuba was uh, considering what he was up against and playing in a hostile environment. Uh, Chuba pretty gets my vote for offensive player of the game. Yeah, I totally agree with you. 55-yard touchdown run, 58-yard touchdown pass to Jalen yeah. Lloyd. Uh, and, I mean, we have the deep threat, which is which is nice. And and there's multiple of them, too. you got Malachi Coleman, who's caught uh, a 50-plus-yard a touchdown uh, pass from, from Heinrich. You've got uh, Jalen Lloyd, who's caught two now 50-plus-yard touchdown passes uh, from two different quarterbacks. Um, and... And there's there's a lot of deep threat going, so we might be able to use that against Iowa just to take the top off their defense and, and just get the ball downfield, so we're at least win a field position battle. If we don't score, at least they're at least we're down a certain amount of, of field, and and Iowa doesn't get free points based off that or free free yardage. But um, yeah, I totally agree with you with Chubb. I thought it was played absolutely amazing and. And uh, it, it really just surprised everybody, I think, including including me. Uh, special teams wise, it was kind of a rough night uh, yeah. for, for Nebraska special teams. We had an 18 yard punt at one point, which we're not used to seeing from Bushini. And it was not a windy night either. Right. So he just mishit that. Uh, and and I don't know what caused that. But um, out of out of all of that, who would who would you, who's your uh, special teams player of the game here, Grandpa? I think Tristan Albano, he put us in overtime. Um, he's 18 years old, playing for Westside a year ago. Same way with Jalen Lloyd, those two guys. I mean, that's 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 amazing. Um, is is 
is uh, Tristan the the best place kicker we've ever had in in the history of Husker football? No, not yet. Yeah, I think he has the real uh, possibility of uh, being. By the time he leaves Nebraska, he will have broken a lot of records there. I I, I really like the kid. I think he's a great player. He has a NFL leg, and uh, um, we'll we'll just see how how that goes uh, this next year. But yeah, the the punting was. We averaged, I think, thirty-five yards a punt. That's that, and as you said, what isn't a windy day? It isn't like boy, you punted into the wind. Um, so I, that was a disappointing part. But yeah, I, I, I get Tristan would get my vote. Yeah, I'd agree with you too. I don't. I mean, obviously, there's less players to choose from here. It's basically just Bushini or Tristan Alvano, and I thought Alvano had the better game. Um, and of course, he did. He he missed a forty-two yard field goal at the at the end of the half, which looking back on it now, maybe that gives us a chance to win it with his kick at the end of the game, but who knows how the game folds out if we're up 17, 10 versus 14, 10 at the half. So who knows? Um, but I thought that that pressure kick, that was his first real pressure kick. He hasn't been in that yeah. situation ever. Yeah. And he just, right. and it, and it, I thought he missed it for a second and I was about to I lose did it. Too. But, um, I, and he just snuck it right inside the right post and uh, we'll all take it. It's, it's, it's in between the, it's in between the sticks and, uh, and, and three points and sends it to overtime. So um, speaking, but speaking of that sequence, uh, what were your thoughts on the last, I don't know, minute of the game where Matt rule let about 30 to 40 seconds, just kind of run off the clock with three timeouts in his back pocket. Uh, and Nebraska's at like the 30 yard line ish. And, and we take one shot of the end zone and it's not really a shot. Chubba just throws it out of the back of the end zone, basically. And, now I, I can understand why he would not, why Chubba would not want to throw that in bounds to really give, I think they was thrown to Billy Kemp to give Kemp a chance because of last week where Nebraska has a chance to maybe win it. We put Nebraska ahead with about a minute left and he throws the pick on third and goal. So there's that. And I understand why Chubba threw that pass the way he did, but I don't understand why Matt rule let so much time run off the clock. Doesn't use a timeout and, uh, and, and kind of just, plays for overtime which is weird from him for a guy that goes for fourth and twos at at, at the 50 yard line uh yeah. it seemed weird yeah, yeah. that he wasn't aggressive yeah because he's always talked about if we die we die in other words we're going to go balls to the wall we're going to you know not let anything lie on the field and i get that and i applaud that and i i agree with you i have no idea why they let the clock run down as much as they did they you know, we I think we had Wisconsin's defense on the ropes a little bit. Yeah. On down the field, Perta. We were running the ball. We were yes. doing why why just take a knee and kick a a field goal? I, I it it goes contrary to what, what Matt Rule has been saying. You know, we die, we die. We're gonna go give it everything we got. Well, that was settling for a tie rather than trying to get. Uh, and I, I would if if that ball, if, if we did not got that or whatever, um, I would have said I applaud. That's the way to do it. Don't go into overtime. You're on the road. Uh, uh, Nebraska's history. We've never even scored a, a, a registered a first down in overtime in the last ten, I believe. Uh, Besides the Iowa game, game but. Yeah. Yeah, we, we we won that in uh, in 2014. Uh, but in overtime games, we've just we lost at Colorado. We lost at Northwestern, uh, and we've never even scored a point or a first down. I mean, so 
the odds of, well, I don't know, maybe that doesn't carry over into the Matt Rule era, but yeah, I, I, I'm with you. That's a, that's a head scratcher for me. I, I don't, I don't understand that. I, I'd have to, I didn't get to see all of uh, Rule's uh, press conference last night. I saw some of it, but. Um, yeah. Yeah. I, I watched some of it as well. And he was just talking about, he was mainly just talking about, I, I mean, I didn't see anything about uh, this, this play. I assume they asked him about it. So it's probably online somewhere, uh, <laughs> but uh he was talking about how, Oh, the players are really crushed and all this stuff. Like they were, they, they, it shows they, they take it seriously. And I'm like, well, after a loss like that, like you should, like, I understand, but you're acting like it's different than any other team. And it's not like it's every team would be crushed to lose that way with the situation Nebraska's in. Right. Because I think they know that was our best chance. We've been given three straight weeks, three opportunities to get yep. a sixth win, and we've blown it every single time. Yep. And as a fan, it's very frustrating to watch, uh, of course, because you can't do anything about it. I don't know what I do. I, I mean, maybe I take timeouts, but. Uh, yeah, you got as, three as, a, as you said. Why not? Exactly. And he but, said, uh, well, he said last week everybody was, uh, you know, getting on him because he was, you know, getting, uh, trying to get a touchdown. And yeah, that was to, or a field goal to, that would have given you the lead. Uh, this would have won the game. This, this is a two different uh, sets of, uh, of uh, examples here. So exactly. And, uh, and, and, and still it's last week, I think he's misconstruing what people are getting angry at him for if, if they're getting mad at him for trying to go for a touchdown, that's not right. It was third and goal. The The problem right. that we had, at least you and I, grandpa did on this podcast. And the, what I've heard is the play calling and, and the play call on third and goal, not necessarily the fact that we were going for a touchdown there. Right. I don't think right. that deserves criticism. Right. No, that no. is, that is, yeah. that is how Matt rule coaches. And that's fine. Uh, I'm, I'm okay with that. You go for the end zone, go for the end zone and then take as many shots of the end zone as you get because a seven point, or I guess at that point it would have been, yeah, it would have been seven point lead against Maryland way better, way more impactful than Maryland just needing a uh, field goal. Um, So, I mean, and then this week, it's just the opposite. If he's motivated by that, that seems kind of like, like you shouldn't change your coaching style based off of like the, the the whim of the people. Basically, I, I think, I don't know if that's a great way to put it. Maybe you and I today are saying grandpa that he should have changed his coaching style to, because of the will of the people and, and how Nebraska fans wanted him to coach the rest of that, the end of that game. But I think it's two different situations where you're on the road in camp Randall. You haven't won there since 1960, whatever, 1966. I forget which the, yeah. yeah. Um, and, and you just let 40 seconds run off the clock. And with the, with the offense, that has been just going down the field. Nebraska was at like the 20 yard line at the beginning of that drive with about, I don't know, th- three or two, three to two minutes left and, and made it all the way to the 30 with about a minute yeah. to spare. Like that is not an offense that is struggling to move the ball down right. the field. That's right. an efficient four minute offense. And I don't understand why he didn't just trust his guys and, and just let him go out. Emma Johnson ran really well. I thought. Yeah. And, uh, and I thought if we just kept handing the ball off to him. I, I know he got stopped a couple of times, but if we just kept mixing up the, passes like little slant routes and and a couple runs to Emmett and taking some timeouts in the right spots we could have had I don't know maybe 
four shots at the or three shots at the end zone and then still yeah. time for field goal. Run and the ball. Any, exactly. Yeah, they weren't stopping us. Exactly. So ah. I don't I don't know what that's about. But uh, we got I, we I'm got sure. out coached last night, I believe. Yes, we did. We definitely did. Luke Fickle knew what he knew what he was doing. I I think that Matt Rule being in the NFL for his, his for the little stint may have thrown him off, or just the fact that he was coaching the Big Twelve and then at Temple in a different kind of college football uh, may have thrown off some other stuff as well for for him. But Luke Fickle knew exactly what he was doing. He played it really well. It gives all props to him and getting that sixth win in a season where Wisconsin has kind of had high expectations and then really fallen off due to injuries and that kind of stuff. So I, I have a lot of respect for Luke Fickle over there in Camp Randall and, and, and then uh, Madison just first, first season there and getting to a bowl and extending Wisconsin streak to, I believe 25 or 24 straight bowl games. So uh, yeah. they'll play, they'll play Minnesota next week. Uh, and I, I I think they'll probably win that Minnesota game the way that Minnesota's been playing recently, and Minnesota will be looking for their sixth win. So uh, we'll see. That game could be interesting. But um, final thoughts on on this disaster in Madison here, Grandpa? Well, we're down to one uh, one chance, and uh, I I saw most of the Iowa game yesterday, and uh, you know it, it was a it was. You know, maybe a a college uh, baseball score, fifteen to thirteen. <laughs> yeah, the half I think it was three to two. That's it. It was uh, it was nine. It was ten nine Illinois at the half. Okay, yeah, but at one point it was it was three yeah. to two. Like, all right, <laughs> on yeah. first and second. Uh, you know, it's just it's just crazy. Yeah. Um, we'll look at in a, in a minute how these how these two teams stack up against each other ranking wise is kind of interesting but uh you know iowa they have a quarterback who is he probably should be playing tight end or defensive end or something he's a big <laughs> big guy he's not very mobile um yeah might be able to play into nebraska's defensive hands um so i yeah, i don't know they just iowa does not beat themselves if you make a mistake they're gonna make you pay for it and if Nebraska, the Nebraska team that we saw last night, I think can be in a position to win the game on uh, Friday. And it's going to be yeah. snowing here. I don't know if you knew that. So I did not snowing. know that. Yeah. Um, so it's going to be an interesting weather uh, game that uh, is coming up. But, yeah, I, I don't know. I'm just – and then, then I was thinking about we're down to one game. You and I were counting off. Like in 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 May, it was 100 games or 100 days until uh, kickoff. You know, uh, to start the season, August 31st, I guess it was, uh-huh. and um, and then now we're down to one game. It's just it's crazy how. And I love the college football season. I adore it. I love it. I, I love just I try to watch as much as I as I can of course I'm a Husker fan first and foremost but and then this thing is going to be over the regular season then you'll have conference championships so they'll they'll you know run this out uh, but it's going to come to an end and it's I don't I'm I don't like that <laughs> yeah I don't like that either and especially I mean this year which we've seen so much from Nebraska that's kind of been up and down. If Nebraska l- loses this game against Iowa then it seems like it's all really been for naught. Uh I mean there is improvement obviously. You improve one win from last year, but you 
but that doesn't really tell the entire story. I think Nebraska, this Nebraska team is a lot better than the team last year. Yeah. Um, and, and just the way that it's coached and, and the trajectory makes me a little bit more optimistic coming out of the season, no matter what happens with this Iowa game, of course, loved when this Iowa game loved to get bowl eligible in the last game of the season. That would be amazing. Um, and, uh, and speaking of bowl eligibility, Northwestern got bowl eligible yes! last night. Who would have thought that, that oh. Northwestern gets bowl eligible before Nebraska does and beats Wisconsin before Nebraska does. <laughs> uh, so no, that, that Hollywood, you'd say, no, that that's, you got to tear that script up, buddy. That's nobody's going to buy that. You, yeah. You brought up <laughs> point. Nobody's going to buy that. So, no, no, they're not going to beat Wisconsin. Nebraska loses them. They're not going to a bowl game before Nebraska does. It, it just is. It's just crazy. Yeah. Yeah, it is. It is crazy. So, uh, I mean, we'll we'll see what happens here for for the Huskers on on uh, on Black Friday. But man, this is uh, it's crunch time, and they've blown it enough times. They've been given, as I said, they've been given three straight weeks a chance to clinch a bowl berth, and they don't seem to want to do it. Uh, it it seemed yeah. like it, in overtime, it just seemed like Wisconsin just wanted it more on the. Like on the on the touchdown they scored, uh, Nebraska stopped Braylon Allen about uh, I want to say three yards short of the end zone, and then the offensive line just came in and pushed Braylon yeah. Allen in the end zone, and yeah. and that's just a testament to how Wisconsin's played for the last six or seven years, and and just the way that that program works, and I think that that's what Nebraska needs to get to. They're not there yet, but I uh, it's it's a it's a goal that Nebraska needs to get to, and if they want to win games like that in the big 10. And so um, you want to get in and run... talk about the games over the weekend, big 10 games. Yeah. That's what I was just going to get into here. Yeah. Uh, let's see. No, we'll start with the, with the two uh, that will be meeting the two, the two teams that will be meeting next week for to decide who's going to the big 10 championship game. And really who's yeah. going to the college football playoff from the big 10 uh, Ohio state beat up on Minnesota 37 to three improving to 11 and 0. they're number two in the CFP rankings right now. Uh, and they played fine. Travion Henderson rushed for 145 yards and t- 146 yards and two touchdowns. So they just beat up on Minnesota. Not really surprised there. Uh, and then number three, Michigan won a close one against Maryland, uh, 31 24 yeah. for their thousandth win of program history. That was kind of right. cool. Again, uh, Jim Harbaugh not there on the sidelines. He will not be there next week. He's accepted a three game suspension for the Big Ten. So basically, uh, he, he got suspended last week. And then this week and then the next week, but he'll be there to coach the big 10 championship game if they get there. So uh, Michigan is playing with a lot to prove. I think Uh, they, uh, I think a lot of people are underestimating how good this Michigan team is. It doesn't help Michigan that their non-conference schedule always sucks. They played like Eastern Carolina. They played a, a bunch of random teams that, that are nobodies basically. And that's the problem uh, with, with Michigan when it comes to the, uh, when it comes to the CFP controversy, CFP talk, uh, and and who's going to get in and where they're ranked, and that's the reason Michigan's ranked number three right now. I think they're better than Ohio State, but we'll see. Yeah, they, they started the season with East Carolina, UNLV, and Bowling Green, where where is Ohio State played Notre Dame, uh, and 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 two crud teams. Of course, you, you there's there's the money part going around there too. But I mean, come on, Michigan should schedule some actually good teams at the beginning of the year and, and figure out a way to do that and, instead of playing 
UNLV. To be fair, UNLV is actually pretty good this year, but that that win still is not great because it's a Mountain West school. So, um, but w- any thoughts on those two games there, Grandpa? Or thoughts on uh, the, the game for them coming up next week? Who do you think is going to win that game next week? Ohio State, and they play at Michigan. Yeah, yeah, and I, I think that might tilt the tilt the scales a little bit in Michigan's favor, but I think Michigan will win this game even if they played at Ohio State. Uh, Kyle McCord, uh, Ohio State's quarterback is not CJ Stroud by a long shot. He's not, he's probably the worst quarterback they've had in about five years, six years, which is saying, which is, is I'm not saying he's bad. I would love to have him on Nebraska. That'd be amazing, man. Uh, but he's just not to the same level that uh, CJ Stroud and some of these other guys are. He, he, he throws the ball well when he has time, when they play against better teams, uh, he struggles a little bit. And Michigan's defense is just one of the best. It, it is one of the top three defenses in, in the nation for sure. And in uh, combo court is going to really struggle with that. I think uh, they're not going to be able to run the ball with Travion Henderson the way they did yesterday for 146 yards and two touchdowns, as I said. And, uh, I think that Michigan will win this game by 10. Maybe. I don't know if it'll be as close as people think. Of course, it's a rivalry game, so that you add in that, but I think Michigan will win by about 10. What are your thoughts there, Grandpa? I don't know. I I'm I you might be right. Um uh, it's it's a it's a pick'em. Um I think Michigan, when we played them, and I've watched them through the the rest of the season, um I mean, they, I, I guess I was a little surprised at Michigan, the, the Michigan-Maryland game yesterday. That was a seven-point game, and and uh, Maryland was in a position, I believe, to uh, to tie that game at a, you know a couple of times uh, late in the game, and um, and they didn't get it done. So they, you know, Michigan walked off with a thirty-one twenty-four win. Um, so. I, I, you know, you is Michigan looking ahead to Ohio State? Maybe that's a maybe that's a factor. I don't know. Yeah, yeah, maybe we'll see. Um, but I'll just rattle off some other scores here real quick, and then we'll talk about this Iowa game and wrap up the wrap up the episode here. Now, number twelve, Penn State beats Rutgers twenty seven to six. Not really surprised there. Um, Penn State kind of ran everywhere uh, over on. Uh, sorry ran over Rutgers uh Rutgers already bowl eligible so they weren't really playing for a ton um as we said Iowa beats Illinois uh 15 to 13 and it was two nothing in the first quarter it just uh, Iowa is leading the country in safeties uh which was an interesting stat I saw uh it's just this is that right weird. yeah is that are, right? oh I didn't I see they that have, they've four on the season, three on the season, something like that. Oh, They're that leading is the nation in safety. So, uh, I mean, that's just a testament to that team. So, well, they have a great uh, punter who gets them. Yeah. Field, or puts the opponents in bad uh, field position. So that I did, I did not know that that is <laughs> yeah. incredible. So, I know it is pretty incredible. And, and of course, Iowa with that wing clinches a big 10 West title uh, for yep. a second. I thought because Nebraska was winning, or actually these games, well, Iowa, the Iowa game was played before Nebraska uh, and, and Illinois was winning for a lot of this game. And I thought, hold on here. If Iowa loses and Nebraska wins this game against Wisconsin, yeah. which at the time I thought, okay, this is pretty doable. We could be seeing a, a, a game for the big 10 West title. 
yep. uh, on on Friday, and and then of course Iowa does what Iowa does, and and comes back in the fourth quarter and and wins barely, scoring 15 points and holding their opponents to nothing as well. Uh, Michigan State picks up its fourth win of the season over a bad Indiana team, 24-21. Pretty close game. It was senior night for Indiana. I saw a uh, the, the senior stuff happens about 20 minutes before kickoff and someone took a video of uh it was also their stadium is also called memorial stadium which is very misleading and also uh i, I thought nebraska got a copyright on that so we'll, we'll, we'll see <laughs> later at the end of um and there were like maybe a thousand people in that entire stadium for for 20 minutes before kickoff which wow. is just showing the state of indiana football right now which yeah. it, it was kind of sad for those seniors obviously i mean they have their parents there and that's probably really what they care about but uh just really stinks for them. Uh, Northwestern, as I said, gets ball eligible with a win over a bad Purdue team, 23 15. Uh, and, and it gets ball eligible for Nebraska does that's, that's all the big 10 scores there. Um, yep. Let's talk about this Iowa game before we wrap up here, grandpa. So I'll read through, we got the, we have our rankings uh, from CFBrankings.com as always uh, scoring offense. I wonder who's going to be higher. <laughs> it's pretty close. It's pretty darn close. Iowa is 123rd, Nebraska 122nd, sorry, 102nd in scoring offense. Rushing offense, Iowa 107th, Nebraska 27th. Passing offense, Nebraska barely edges out Iowa 129th for the Huskers, 130th for the Hawkeyes. Uh, total offense, Nebraska 115th. Iowa worst in the FBS, 133rd. Uh, so that's that's pretty darn bad. Uh, defense is a total other story, though. Whoa. Scoring scoring defense, as as we as we've just stated, safety record for for Iowa or not record, uh, but leading leading safeties. Uh, they're the number three scoring defense in the nation. Nebraska's the number nineteen. Rushing Which is defense. shabby. Nineteenth is not shabby. Yeah, it's pretty darn good, and and it's yeah. it's higher than I thought it was going to be this year. So, uh, defense rushing defense wise, uh, Nebraska has the number six rushing defense on the country. Last night dropped them down a couple spots, I think, but still pretty darn good for a Husker team that is. Uh, struggled to stop running the ball these past couple of years. Uh, Iowa's 20th in the nation in rush defense, pass defense. Iowa's 10th in the nation and Nebraska's 58th. That's where the disparity really comes in. And it, luckily Iowa can't throw the ball. So we shouldn't have to worry about that too much. Um, but they always seem to pull random tricks out of the bag when, when we play them. So we'll see uh, total defense, Iowa seventh of the nation, Nebraska 15th. Uh, this is going to be, if you can't tell based on the rankings, a defensive struggle. Uh, and I mean, we'll, we'll get into score predictions here in a minute, but uh, final two here, time of possession, Iowa 99th in the nation, Nebraska 37th, uh, yeah. which is pretty, pretty good. And of course, Iowa just punts the ball every five seconds. So that's why they, uh, why that time of possession is so low and, and they don't need it to win games either. So uh, turnover margin, Iowa 94th, which I feel like is pretty low for them. Uh, just just off their program and how it usually is run. Nebraska 132nd. We didn't change anything. We had we lost a turnover margin against Wisconsin last night, but uh, it was a last play of the game. You had to have a first down, and Chuba just threw it a, a pick, and it got tipped, and it, it wasn't really going to do anything, and they didn't return it. So it, I'll take that basically as a tie, a, just a yeah. kind of a a, a betting. Like, a, I mean, maybe someone got a bet work from that. That would be, that'd be weird. But uh, what are your, what are you, what are your thoughts going to this next game here, grandpa against, against Iowa and, and, and we got a score prediction. You know, the over and under might be single digits. <laughs> <laughs> That's a good point. The way these two nine teams points, play. Yeah. 
I that's uh, it's going to be low scoring. I think I'll go out on a limb and say that thirteen to ten. The the winner went, and I I don't know playing in a snowstorm or if it, if it if it indeed is a snowstorm. Uh, who knows? That's that's both teams are cold weather teams. It isn't like Miami of Florida coming up here and playing, you know. Exactly. So, uh, the, you know, I think the weather, you know, I, I don't know if there's wind associated with that. If there is, that's another situation. Um, probably usually a, a bad weather like that gives the edge to the team that can rush the ball better because the, the runners know where they're going and the defense doesn't. Uh, so I give a slight edge to Nebraska, 13 to 10, Nebraska. 13 to 10 Nebraska. Yeah, I, I can get on board with that, I think, as well. Um, I'm trying to find the line here and see if I can find anything. Um, but, uh, yeah, the, the the spread right now is Iowa minus one. Okay. I think that's – I mean, obviously, the way these the, the two offenses work, um, that might be a little bit uh, low, it feels like. I think Iowa should be favored by more in this game. But yeah. uh, I think Nebraska – I mean, Nebraska has more to play for. They, they, Matt Rule will get his guys ready for this. They're playing at home. It's senior night. There's all these factors going into it emotion-wise. Uh, and and they got to retain the trophy, and I was going to want that back for sure after after last year. Um, I just hope that if Nebraska plays the way they played last night, that it's not going to be a oh we get up twenty four nothing and let them back into the game with about five yeah. minutes left like last year. That was too stress inducing for old old Will and Grandpa watching over and watching at <laughs> Grandpa's house in Omaha. Um, so let's not do that again, Matt Rule. If you listen to this, um, and I think that Nebraska will win this game. Uh, I want to say 14 to 14 to 10, maybe, but it's Iowa though. Let's go 14, 11, just cause it's weird. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> they'll get a safety somehow. Uh, <laughs> and, and so we'll see, but uh, I mean, man, this is heroes game. Last game for Nebraska to qualify for a bowl. We'll see. It's going to be a lot of fun. Grandpa and I will be together to record our reaction to this one. We'll record it probably day of, I would imagine. Uh, I don't know what I think we're leaving on Saturday, so we'll see, but we'll record our reaction day of get that posted for you guys. So grandpa and I will be together next time we talk. Uh, but until then, tell your friends, tell your enemies, tell everyone about the show, uh, go over to Twitter. You can follow us at HBT Huskers pod over on Twitter. You can also email us any questions you have at, uh, how about HBTH podcast at protonmail.com or Husker Dan at Cox.net. I, Hopefully we'll be back next week with another, with with not another. Uh, I mean, it would be another, but hopefully Nebraska retains the Heroes Trophy, gets bowl eligible, and beats that darn team up north in Iowa. Uh, but we'll see. Fun game, fun game coming up here this Black Friday, and we'll be back next week to talk all about it. And as always, go Big Red.